You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. On this week's episode, we are finally going to talk about the second Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 84 or 1984. Uh, before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to these weeks? Um, I'm watching a whole lot of K dramas. Like nice. that's it. That's all I'm like literally doing. Um, I want. I'm watching. So I'm watching Use for Your Talent on Netflix, which is a Chinese drama. Um, with Yanin from Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm addicted. It's super good. It has the 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 main girl is from Meteor Garden. Oh yes, I think I saw that. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good, and I was getting very frustrated at the like second lead problem. You know. Oh yeah, is that what you texted me about the other day? Yeah, I was getting really angry because homie just needs to like get out the way and let the couple be the couple. Right. Um. Because normally, like, the second lead is okay, but there's literally, like, two dramas I'm watching right now where the second lead is just pissing me off. Right. <laughs> this is one of them, and you're watching the other one. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, so I'm watching that one, and then I'm also watching Doom at Your Service, which is really good. I'm behind because the two new episodes, I think, just got posted. Um, left us on a little bit of a cliffhanger, which was totally messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Um, yes. And I should have known it was going to happen because there's a formula to Korean dramas. And the normal thing that happens about halfway through the show happened earlier. And I was like, mm. Mm, there's something wrong. Oh, something, yeah. Something bad is going to happen. And I was correct. Usually does. Mm-hmm. And then I'm watching So I Married the Anti-Fan, which is super good. I love it. I just caught up on the latest episode today um oh dang i'm angry i don't know where you're at in this show i there, i know there was an episode that literally posted i think today yeah or, i watched that one. yeah i haven't i didn't know if it had translations yet so i started another drama oh it was like it got posted today and it was at like 97 percent. oh wow must be super popular yes i um I think I've started to watch K-dramas if they're at, like, 95% or higher. Oh, yeah. That makes um, sense. It's only rare where, like, the 95% is literally, like, it'll stop having subtitles at a certain point at the end of the movie and I'm like, at the end of the show, like, the episode, and I'm like, oh, God, um, um, pause. I used to sometimes watch True Beauty where it was, like, 95%, but instead of being, like, the last scene where it wasn't translated, it was, like, one random scene in the middle where like it it just stopped and then you you jump 5 minutes forward and it was translating again but it was like one whole scene that just wasn't translated in oh, the middle. Oh my god. And my coworker and I had to like find like a like a bootleg version on the internet <laughs> because we were like, "No." It's like one of the most important scenes that needs translation and It wasn't even none. that important, but it was like it was just like right smack dab in the middle of the episode, okay. so it just was like we can't watch it any you know without knowing this whole scene yeah you know what i mean it it was just yeah it was funny <laughs> um but yeah that show is super good i hope you mm. like it i thought it was like somebody um one of the people i was talking to in the k-pop podcast like discord um they were like oh i wasn't sure if i wanted to watch it and i was like my god watch it is so good <laughs> <laughs> um but then the person was like, oh, the guy, the second lead man, like the male guy, he's from 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, oh, yeah, that I'm absolutely watching it. Nice. Um, and then on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, last Saturday, um, I went to the uh, L.A. Arboretum. Um, in Arcadia with Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, he complained 
about I don't know everything. He only knows what how to complain. Um, bro, I don't know. Uh, but it was fun. Also learned a fun fact that uh, peacocks sound like cats meowing. That's weird. Yes. Because it didn't know that. So when I was walking from my car to the front, I sound it sounded like there was a cat in distress and I was scared. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was a peacock. Oh, that's weird. Yes, they sound like cats in distress. Um Yeah. I've never seen them. There's like so many peacocks at like in Arcadia. It's really weird. I've seen a l I've seen a lot of peacocks, but I don't know if I've ever heard one yeah i'd never so, heard one before yeah. um yeah i was sitting on a bench in the front waiting for brian to get there and i kept hearing this like i thought it was a cat and i look over and there's like legit like a peacock in the tree and i was like oh that's so weird <laughs> <laughs> you're like hey <laughs> yeah um it was fun though like it's just like a big garden basically yeah. um saw a lot of turtles um saw a lot of geese that were getting way too close and i was like back it up geese mm-hmm. um we were walking though and there was like these parents letting their kids like feed the geese and like one of them was chasing like a baby goose and i was like brian wait i want to see if anyone gets attacked by a goose for being <laughs> stupid no kidding people let their kids do like crazy stuff i was and Thankfully, then they get overprotective about other things. And I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. Can you pick, make up your mind? Thankfully, no one got attacked by a goose. But I cross the street when there's goose in the middle of the walkway. Like, no, you take the street. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mess with them. Oh, hell no. No, geese are very aggressive. Um, But the turtles were cute. And there were... Roses in the Rose Garden, which was nice. Because I've been to Rose Gardens when there is no roses in the Rose Garden. And it's, it's awkward. very boring. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is indeed. Saw a lot of plants, took a lot of photos. And then Brian and I went and had pizza. Talked in a parking lot for like 20 minutes. Cool. You know, the norm hangout that you have with your friends. Like you talk in the restaurant and then you end up talking for an additional like 20 to 30 minutes like standing in the parking lot by your car and we're like no we're not leaving yet like go park somewhere else Mm -hmm. yep we were notorious for that in our chili's dinners remember we would like stand there for like an hour yes and then we'd like we'd like move to one car and then we'd like move to someone else's car and then it's just like a constant rotation around the parking lot Mm mm-hmm yeah i miss those days i know I was just talking to, I actually texted Karen today, because um, today is Saikuno's birthday, and so she and I both watched Saikuno, so I like sent her a message. I was like, happy Saikuno day! <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Um, I think, I just watched Resident Evil, and other than that, and I watched Warm Bodies, because Joe, um... Joe from Geektitude and I were like talking about zombie movies, and then he was trying to convince me to like possibly start a zombie movie podcast like you need another podcast Katie. i know i know <laughs> um i don't know what's gonna happen there but um we were talking about zombie movies and he didn't know that i love zombie movies and i was like bro of course i love zombie movies um also still upset that you haven't seen Warm bodies it's a zombie romance movie i know i should watch it <laughs> It's very good. Maybe we can bring Joe on and do an episode. That would be amazing. I'm sure mm-hmm. he would. I mean, he's invited himself onto the podcast many a times. Or we could just invite ourselves onto his. <laughs> very true. Um, To talk about Warm Bodies. That sounds weird. Um, The movie Warm Bodies. Not talking about just like Warm <laughs> Not <bodies>. just in general. <laughs> I mean... Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm done. How about you? What did you do? I'm going to leave. I'll go. You can do you this by yourself, right? It's not just awkward. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I'm also watching So I Married the Anti-Fan, which is great. Um. I was already really excited to watch it, and I was going to wait until all the episodes were up. Um. 
but I've been kind of in a slump with another drama that I've been watching and I literally haven't been watching any Korean dramas for like weeks. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. This is the one I want to watch. I'm just going to watch it. And if I, you know, catch up to when they're still airing, it'll be fine. Um, I really like it because I've seen both of the leads in other shows where they were the second lead. So it's kind of fun to like watch them be the main leads. Um, and I think they have a lot of great chemistry and yeah, it's great. I like it. <laughs> um, I just want to say that the only thing that annoys the crap out of me out of, I mean, there's a lot of things that annoy the crap out of me in this show, but the one thing is that he only ever sings just the one song. Like he's a oh K-pop star, but he only sings the one song and never has Which any other ones. <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all because we constantly complain about how like they use the same like three tracks in all these dramas. Which sometimes like I don't I don't notice it anymore. But this one, yeah. It's I notice it so much because they're like, Yeah, let's listen to this new track we recorded. And I'm like, that's the same track you've been singing this whole freaking show. What are you talking about? This new track? I know, I was so confused. And they're like, it's gonna be a duet. And I'm like, but he literally sang it live at a concert in the f- first episode. Well, cause like, yeah, I think there's like two songs that he sings. I don't know. I mean, we're we're getting real detailed into <laughs> talking about this show, but it's just like he's like in a recording session with his producer and they're yeah. like listening back. And I'm like, that's the final song. Why are you pretending like this is like a rough edit? This is the song. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, what is it? Like in meteor garden, 50 episodes and they had three songs and every other episode they played river. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, in only a couple of times did it actually fit. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. oh this is really fit. Like, yeah. oh, this is good. But have you ever seen, like, I forget what his name, the main character's name was, like, Walk In While River by Bishop Briggs is playing? I was like, damn, that scene was good. But, like, besides For sure. that, it was just awkward after that. It just cracked me up. That I don't know. Yes. They were like, yeah, we're going to have you do this. And I'm like, it's the same song. Like, can't <laughs> it's fine the show overall is really enjoyable. it's very easy to watch which is exactly what i'm looking for right now see um but since i'm caught up with that now um i watched it too quickly uh i started watching mr queen which my coworker has been like dying for me to watch um okay. it's a historical drama but it's like not it's basically the main guy accidentally body switches with a like historical uh, queen yes i've heard of this show yeah and a lot of a lot of comedy it's really funny <laughs> okay it's just really really because obviously it's like a modern day dude in a queen's body like hundreds and hundreds of years ago and it's just like a lot of like you know he's like not one fish out of water but like the cultural like everything like culturally is different obviously like he's like what are we in the Joseon era and they're like yes <laughs> yes we are oh and who made you the king he's like i am the king what are you talking about? <laughs> that's really funny and like obviously like the fact that she's acting very manly is like incredibly shocking to everyone and that's really things funny. like that it's very, very good. And, like, the the main girl I've seen in a few dramas, so it's been really fun. Okay. Um, One interesting tidbit that happened, I think, in the last week or two. Uh, so the Friends reunion happened, which I didn't watch, but uh, Eamon was like, hey, something that really funny came out of that Friends reunion is that all of Irish Twitter lost their mind over how, how Matt LeBlanc reminded them of their dad or their uncle. And it was, like, the way that he, like, was dressed and, like, his jolliness and, like, everything about it. Irish Twitter was, like, oh, my God, isn't Matt LeBlanc, like, your uncle who says this? And, like, people were putting, like, making memes out of Matt LeBlanc, like, in a very good way. Like, people were Mm -hmm. very, very charmed by him in the Friends reunion. And so, like, there was just, like, a ton of uh, really funny memes going on for Matt LeBlanc. And it, like, kind of went viral to where people were reporting on it here. So if you Google or search Matt LeBlanc Irish Twitter or whatever, 
you'll find some really funny tweets. Oh man, that's funny. It cracked Eamon up so bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> he was dying. He was like reading them to me and just absolutely dying. Aww. It was funny. And then um, I got my ear pierced. I got like a stacked lobe piercing where it's like two right on top of each other. Oh, okay. Above my regular piercing. Because I have a couple of days off here and my my friend and I were like, let's do stuff. <laughs> she got like a rook one, which is obviously way more intense. But um, I've been wanting this stacked lobe piercing for a while. So I thought, why not? I mean, why the heck But now not? I can't sleep on the side. So it's great love it um i have a single ear piercing and i never wear earrings like ever i've been wearing earrings a lot more lately so i've been enjoying it but these ones can like pretty much stay in oh fancy all the time and then yeah cool all right well with that, don't forget to head over to geekmedia.com to check out all the latest episodes of the Network's podcast, and don't forget to subscribe to the Twitch streams of all of our Network streamers so you don't miss out when they stream their favorite games and talk about geek stuff. Keep listening now to hear a promo from the geek to geek Media Network. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. I don't know about you, but we are the queens of segues. We are. <laughs> and with that, let's transition to talking about the network because ear piercings and the network go together. <laughs> I was like, and I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And we're back. <laughs> it's never not awkward. As we mentioned at the top of the episode, we will be talking about the second Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> that messes with you because it didn't type it out. It does. So I, that's, that's why I probably sound like I'm hesitating. Um, now, why have we decided to record this now all of a sudden? Um, you all think you're all like, wow, guys, like six months late, huh? Look. Uh, Chelsea saw this movie before me. I'm pretty sure. I saw it pretty much right as it came out, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't. Um, totally missed it when it was on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so it's back on HBO Max, which is why I watched it. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, Wonder Woman 1984... <laughs> <laughs> you screwed me up there. That's fine. Uh, it was released on December 15th, 2020. The film was originally scheduled for a theatrical release in Northern America uh, on June 5th, 2020. But due to the pandemic, the release was delayed. Yes, very common for this year. Movie industry was screwed up <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, the film eventually premiered on December 15th via the DC Fandom virtual platform with a small theatrical release in the U.S. 10 days later and made available for streaming on HBO Max for a month before moving to premium video on demand, uh, which is how I watched it. My dad has HBO Max, so we watched that around Christmas time. Um, I think on Christmas. I think I we, I think we got HBO Max like later, but I was at my parents' house for like a week and a half mm. around Christmas. Or something. So I wasn't at home. My home. That's, yeah. So the film grossed 166 million. So clearly not like a total failure. 
Yeah, but it failed to break even. I was going to say, depending on how much it took to make it, failing to break even due to its limited theatrical release, but it became the most watched straight to streaming title of 2020. I mean, I think, I think if it was re- released theatrically in normal circumstances, I feel like it probably would have done better. Oh, oh yeah. It probably would have made a lot of money. I, I, when I was looking up the statistics or whatever, when I was reading through the Wikipedia page about the movie, um, it basically said that the number of uh, people that subscribed to HBO Max and then immediately watched this movie was like 50%. It was like a huge number of nice. people. Um, and then like, I think they said like, if you take all the streaming hours and average it out by like people and like average number of households, like this is Nielsen data. Mm-hmm. Um, they said something like, like 14 million people streamed it. Okay. So, I mean, those are good numbers. I mean, when I watched it, I was watching it with three other people. Yeah. So if you take that and I think that it's like 14 million people streamed the show, like streamed the movie. And then you take that as like, I don't know, average ticket price of a theater ticket, like Mm -hmm. 20 bucks a person. It would have made a lot of money. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, this movie was directed by Patty Jenkins. Screenplay was by Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, and Dave Callahan. Yeah, Dave Callahan. The cast was uh, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, Robin Wright, and Connie Nielsen. And the plot. Diana Prince lives quietly among mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s, an era of of excess driven by the pursuit of having it all. Though she's come into her full power, she maintains a low profile by curating ancient artifacts and only performing heroic acts incognito. But soon, Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself squaring off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength and agility. Um, yeah. So we have... A classic uh, Wonder Woman villain, Cheetah. And I think Maxwell Lord is technically a Superman villain. But don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, but we've also seen him in like Supergirl. And maybe he's in Wonder Woman comics. I could be completely wrong on that. Um, but I know for sure Cheetah is like... Cheetah is like wonder woman's joker like she is one of the top villains that she goes up against okay i don't know why why the face (laughs) um just i have some problems with this movie (laughs) okay okay fair enough um so we'll just talk about the fact that the reviews for this movie were not great they were very mixed right um, the, the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is that Wonder Woman 1984 struggles with sequel overload, but still offers enough vibrant escapism to satisfy fans of the franchise and its classic central character. Which, you know, may be true to some, depending. I don't think everyone was satisfied as a fan. So, Katie... <laughs> <laughs> Since yes. this is definitely more fresh in your mind, I feel like I feel like my opinion has kind of sat for a while. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we'll have very different opinions, which could prove interesting. But Katie, what were your overall general opinions on this movie? So, okay. So Wonder Woman, amazing, obviously. Like Diana Prince, amazing, beautiful, fantastic. Loved every moment with her Mm -hmm. the plot on the other hand terrible totally predictable knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as it started Mm -hmm. like i was watching it i was watching with my roommate and she was like you know like the beginning part it's really interesting because a lot of the reviews hated the beginning the stuff in themiscira yeah they didn't like it really because it didn't actually give any sort of sustenance it didn't do anything for the plot it doesn't help drive it forward at all Mm, yeah i think i think i've read some other reviews that 
actually really like that part, but like you said, feel like it doesn't pay off the way that it feels like it's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, I it clearly sets up a lesson. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely loved it, and I think that's part of like maybe what people missed is that it was supposed to be like setting up a lesson that you can't cheat your way to win, even though Mm -hmm. like she definitely would have won, but she cheated. And mm-hmm. she didn't know, she didn't realize that she cheated, basically. Yeah. She thought she was probably trying to, like, smart her way out of it. Or, like, be be more clever than everyone mm-hmm. else. But she was taking a short, a literal shortcut. Yes. Um. So, I liked it. I thought the action scenes were amazing. I love every moment they were ever on the island. Um. Just to see all the incredible women that they cast to be um, part of the Amazons. So I liked that part a lot. My problem was that, like, like it was very clear what was going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. there was no mystery whatsoever to it. Because um, as, like, the show, as the, the movie progressed, you were like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't understand how Chris Pine's character comes back, right? Like, Steve Trevor. But then, like, I realized, I'm like, oh, she, like, wished for it, but, like, didn't wish for it. And then he came back taking the place of that other guy. Um, And her sacrifice was her powers, right? So she becomes mm-hmm. less and less powerful. Whereas, like, of course, like, the girl, like, Kristen Wiig's character was going to wish to be, like, Diana, which then mm-hmm. would turn her into uh, Cheetah. Right? Because Diana's not just some normal, beautiful person. She's Wonder Woman. Yeah. (laughs) On top of being a normal, beautiful person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked Kristen Wiig. She does very well at characters like that. Like, she's fantastic at playing those kinds of characters. Um, But it was very clear, like, she was going to, like, jump in and be like, I can't give up my wish, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, of course you can't, because... You are the only person you care about because people are actually seeing you now and that's all you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, like, Maxwell Lord, like, he literally, like, hurt a lot of people, killed people, stole things, caused all of these problems, but oh no, all of a sudden his son is in danger of being, you know, nuclear bombed and then he gives a crap. Yeah. Uh, I love Pedro Pascal, but like, bro. <laughs> um, I thought, I think you brought up a lot of interesting points. So I, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I think it's really hard because the first movie really just like did so well on every front. Like, yes. it was a massive success. It was more than what we, I think, what we all expected. I think we all, like, I think we all really just love the first movie. So going into this, I think we all had our expectations very high. Yes. And I don't think it it met the level of quality of the as the first one. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just a lot messier than the first one it didn't have as clear of a vision as say the first one did and i think like you said with Kristen wiggs character Kristen wiggs character and whole plot everything isn't like it isn't done poorly it's just been done so many times that i think we're all just kind of bored of that it's a very unoriginal like character progression Right? We've seen it literally in a hundred, like, superhero movies. It's the very classic villain story. So I think it just falls flat because it's just so unoriginal. Yeah, it's... I think think what this movie is suffering from is, like, sequel-itis or whatever. Yeah. Like, the issue that a lot of sequels suffer from, and on top of that, suffering from being a dc universe film for some weird reason 
um it just it just suffers from that so like um i was reading through reviews and stuff and i found one that i thought was interesting like one of the, a sentence from one of the reviews the person said the film's script is an overindulgent mess and i was like yes <laughs> There's so many things happening at once. The narrative focus switches at random and nothing has the time to properly develop or even make sense. Yeah. And I think that's the issue from having two villains. Multiple writers. Oh, two villains. Yes. It's multiple writers and also having two villains in a superhero movie. It's kind of like in, what was it? The Amazing Spider-Man 2 when we had like three villains. Yes. And it it didn't feel like we had time to fully dive into any one of them because we had to s- split so much time. I think this movie had a lot of really good ideas. Yes. That just weren't able to be fully fleshed out. Clearly, Maxwell Lord was, like, supposed to be probably commenting on things happening in society at the time that the movie was being made Mm -hmm. and like the state of the world and the state of, or not the world, I guess the world, but the state of America at the time and maybe trying to comment on certain things. But then you also had Cheetah who was like your classic comic book villain, you know, pretty much like a direct copy of Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yes. (laughs) Um, and but nothing was really fleshed out enough to be original or feel original i mean it's it's weird because it is possible to have a superhero film with two villains that are like explained they have backstory they are like fleshed out throughout the film because you see it in in batman returns right with the penguin and catwoman right because you watch because uh, Penguin was already a villain at that point, right? Yeah. Like Whereas when Catwoman is becoming one. Yeah. Yes. So we watch like her basically her origin story and her develop and become into a villain versus mm-hmm. like Penguin was already a villain, but you're also in the process of learning his backstory, mm-hmm. like some of it, right? As Oswald Cobblepot, and but they both work like they work yeah. differently and together in the same film. So it is possible Mm -hmm. to do it. But for some reason, the current DC universe cannot function with more than one villain in, in it, or even one some of the time, because we saw what happened with like how awful and how off the rails suicide squad went. Right. Yeah. Like it started off. Okay. And then it just, they switched directors in the middle and it became a hot mess at the end um it also suffered from this is definitely going to be a joker villain movie and then the joker was in it for like two seconds (laughs) yeah um a lot of a lot of issues there and i mean like even the first wonder woman movie there was like a second there was like a second villain at the very end wasn't it so with uh it was two there was like technically like two villains it was like technically two yeah it was the 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 nazis like Mm -hmm. the nazi person like the lead guy with uh, Dr. Poison, right? Yes. yes the two yes, of yes. them together is basically like a villain. And then it was Ares, which... Which I'm pretty sure was like a network note. Yes. Yeah. It's so like with um, with Wonder Woman, the whole movie is super good until you get to the end. Yes. The whole Ares thing, awful hated that yeah it was it was not great it was very boring at least to me but like i'm pretty like i said i'm pretty sure that was like a network note that they wanted that whole bit so you could like tell it didn't fit because it wasn't really supposed to be there yeah i was like somebody set professor lupin down and explained to him that he's not a super villain he's just a werewolf (laughs) um exactly but i feel like they needed a reason a way in which to kill steve trevor like that's what they used it for because that's how they killed him right is yeah with that and then in this movie you have like 
technically like two and a half villains that become two villains, right? Because you have the um the stone thing, like the wish stone thing mm-hmm. that I mean Maxwell Lord becomes the stone, right? So he basically becomes a magic lamp. Mm-hmm. Um but before that you had the stone, you had Maxwell Lord who was like corporate uh a corporate guy uh, selling oil who was basically like a snake snake oil salesman more than anything. Yeah. Um, who just wanted money and to not be considered a loser or whatever. And then you have Kristen Wiig's character who is the stereotyped really smart girl who you know, is very sophisticated, works in a in a job that typically men work in, but she's really good at it and no one notices her. And then she decides that the only way for her to get noticed is to become like Diana, which is what she wishes for. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she gets noticed and then boom, she's like, I'm not giving up my wish. People like me now. And I'm like, girl, people liked you before. You just were hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I don't know. It just felt very weak in terms of. I don't know. It just felt very like it. It like we've seen it before, and I don't know. I think the Maxwell Lord stuff could like could have almost held its own. I don't think it really needed Cheetah unless they were trying to introduce Cheetah to have her be in like a third movie. Yeah. Well, like, which they could have, they, I don't know, they maybe could have done in a different way. I don't know. With Cheetah, I feel like that character needs to be given more anyway. I feel like in the comics, it's very, I think there's a lot more to her maybe in the comics. So like Mm -hmm. they maybe could have either like fully developed that character and made her the main villain and then maybe brought in Maxwell Lord but clearly like the theme that they were going with was like the greed and you know taking shortcuts to get that to get what you want which was like the whole wish thing right the wish was to like someone someone put in a review that they felt like the whole taking a shortcut to get what you want um is like not the way to go about things right it's not honest Mm-hmm. You shouldn't lie. There's value in truth. I think that's the overall message. Some people felt like that didn't carry on, but I think that very much carried on in the sense that the wishing aspect is the shortcut, right? Yes. When you make a wish, for, like when you wish for something, you're not working for it. You're just making it happen. And so Diana obviously like unintentionally wishes to have Steve Trevor back. Yes. And that's who, and that's how she gets him. But she realizes that it was like something that wasn't earned, and it's something that she didn't, um, she wasn't entitled to. Yes. And that's kind of what the lesson is throughout the whole movie: is that people are getting things because they feel entitled to them, not because they actually earned them. Yes. And like I said, I feel like the goal with that and Maxwell Lord and everything about that was like supposed to be a commentary on the entitlement yes of society and you know like in the 80s we had this big boom where like everyone was just like mad hungry for you know money and the economy was doing well and things like that and i think that that's why they set it in that time to kind of show a similarity of greed yes you know that the 80s had yeah no, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but also part of this movie was the plot of Bruce Almighty. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah, very true. <laughs> very true. When I, when the whole like wish thing, because right in like Bruce Almighty, right? He just like said yes to everything when he was mm-hmm. God. And he was like, you can't say yes to everything. Like you can't grant everyone's wishes which is what maxwell lord was doing right is he was granting everyone's wishes so they're getting everything that they wanted but it was like what are you giving up in return in order to get exactly. that exactly 
Like every- Which someone pointed out that they showed early on when someone in the museum was like, oh, God, I wish I had a cup of coffee. And then mm-hmm. someone hands him a cup and he's like, oh, my God. And then he immediately like burns his tongue on it from being hot. Mm-hmm. And like that was supposed to show like the instant like it was a small wish and a small price to pay. Yes. But obviously that as the movie goes on, that grows bigger and bigger. The more people ask for things or the bigger things that people ask for the more of a price that it pays. Um, I'm not going to lie. My favorite wish out of all of them was the guy who wished he had a farm. And then he had like a bunch of cows and like chickens and oh all this stuff, God. just like in a random, yes. on like on this <laughs> random patch of grass. And he was like, what? He was like, what about my cows? He goes, I wish for a farm, but not here. Yeah. <laughs> the I middle was, of the city. Like that one. And then the part where, uh, uh, Steve Trevor is like admiring a trash can. Like I thought that was really funny. Oh my god. Well, that was that was funny too, right? Because that was such a huge thing with the first movie is that Diana was the fish out of water, but in this one Chris Pine is the fish out of water. Mm-hmm. So it kind of plays on that dynamic again. Um, that being said, I don't know if Chris Pine needed to be in this movie. Um, did I, I mean, did I like a lot of stuff with him in it? Yes. Like, I love Chris Pine. Chris Pine and Gal Gadot have great chemistry. They have great everything. Like, they work really well together. But unfortunately, you killed him in the first one. So, (laughs) homie didn't need to be in this movie. He didn't need to be in it. And, like, a Wonder Woman movie does not mean we have to have Steve Trevor. Wonder Woman can very much exist without Steve Trevor. So, it didn't have to be. It just was unfortunate that we all fell in love with. I think that was honestly a huge problem is we all fell in love with these characters that un- didn't really need to be there in the second one. But of course, we're going to want them back. So we had to find loopholes of getting them back or showing them. I mean, I always want Chris Pine and things because deep down, I'm a pine nut forever. Right. Mm-hmm. I love Chris Pine. Um, I mean, he was more the comic relief in this movie like more than anything um also it also made for like some of the most ridiculous things that i was like there's no way he'd be able to do that like flying a jet that he's never seen before and then also flying a jet from washington dc to egypt excuse me that's not gonna happen (laughs) i mean yeah it's a it's a superhero movie. I feel like you can't you can't go too deep into I know. There was like certain things where you're just like, well, that's not possible, but you're like, oh, but we can't like you can't dwell on things like that. Otherwise no. none of it will ever make any sense. I was gonna say, because like Wonder Woman couldn't exist if we're gonna go too logical on I mean technically because she's like super like her age is like I don't even know how old she is. No idea. Also she was no idea. Made from clay, like blessed by the gods, like so she's part god, like yeah oh man there's a there's a lot going on there um but i mean in my in my personal opinion gal gadot is a god so i mean she (laughs) she was amazing like if you take just her like she killed it all of the action scenes were very well done very well choreographed they did a great job with all of them seeing her in the full gold suit was like oh gorgeous she looked amazing love the little thing at the end when uh we got to see the original wonder woman like popped up oh yeah right yeah yeah that was amazing like overall movie not great certain parts of it good expectations too high probably did it live up to did it live up to the expectations that we have for dc universe movies yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i Sadly. let's let's be honest i finished the movie going that was good and that's it like people feel like they have to either like absolutely love or hate something mm-hmm. i was very much like was it terrible no was it amazing no it was it was good it was fine i've seen a lot worse <laughs> i mean human shrek superman We've seen it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I finished the movie and I was just sort of like, it was okay. Like, I didn't yeah. hate it. I didn't love it. It was um, very medium. I 
probably won't watch it again. I'll only rewatch it like if I'm really in the mood for it or if like I'm do like if I'm in like a Wonder Woman mood, like or if I watch the first one and then I want to watch this. I don't know. It it wouldn't be one like where Wonder Woman, I was dying to rewatch it the second it was over. Oh yeah, same. Like I literally could have walked out of the theater and walked right back in and watched it all over again. Yeah. This one, I'd be like, mm, that was all right. I'll I'll wait a couple of months till I watch it again. <laughs> or a year, who knows. Um yeah. like did I download HBO Max to watch it? No, but like, you know, whatever. But would I like download it now to rewatch it? No. Would you watch it if somebody else gave you access to their yes. HBO Max account? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Would I would I buy the Blu-ray myself? No. Would I watch it when Eamon buys it? Probably yes. <laughs> would I watch it? Would I accept it if it was gifted to me? Absolutely. And I would yes. probably watch it. However, yes. I'm not going. I f- <laughs> it's like the, the BTS Barbie dolls. Like, I didn't go out of my way to buy those, but somebody gifted them to me. So I will very happily accept them and display them, which they are displayed on my shelf. And I love them yes. very much, but I wasn't going to go buy them. Same. Exactly. <laughs> I will say there was one scene absolutely did not have me crying like a baby. Abs- you cried. I didn't cry. You cried. What? The part where she has to basically like give up Steve Trevor and turn away from him and just keep running. I didn't I didn't cry. I you, didn't you cried. shed a I didn't, single tear during that film. I Not one. I, I didn't think about having to leave my husband at the airport. Oh my and- god. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Listen, I've had to say that goodbye. A lot of times, and I felt that. And Gal Gadot freaking sold the shit out of that scene. <laughs> but Eamon's not dead. No, that's but rude. I'm saying, but I know the feeling of having to like physically remove yourself yes. from someone that, that you, you have love, un- that you don't know when you'll yeah. see them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <sighs> it's fine. Your tragic fine. long distance for marriage. We get it. <laughs> God, I'm just kidding. I love you, Eamon. I know you don't listen to this, but. No. Hearts. Yes. Hearts. Hearts. No, for, no, no. I'm hearts just for Eamon. Hearts for Steve Trevor. Hearts for the, the acting sold it for me. Oh That's my god. All. No I was watching said... it and like of course my parents are in the same room and I'm like like turning to like <laughs> No one said Gal Gadot wasn't a good actor. She sold the shit out of it, even if it was yeah. bad plot. Yeah, like no, even for real. even Kristen Wiig sold it super hard, even though her character wasn't that great. Okay, Pedro Pascal, like he was he was giving like too good of a performance for that movie. He was given like two hundred percent, and I was like, Mandalorian, he, calm down. I know. I was like, I was like, sir, this is not an Oscar nominated potential movie. You need to dial it back. For Pedro Pascal, every movie is an Oscar film and i agree with him because i i love pedro pascal he was fantastic no he was fantastic i'm just saying he was almost too good for this (laughs) someone cast her cast him in something much better is what i'm saying he did he's the mandalorian no i know but i mean like movie wise i don't know i'm just saying this was not this was not the he, role to give your he, all to. He was giving like the last performance of his life uh, uh, in that movie, and it didn't deserve it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Somebody cast Pedro Pascal in a potentially Oscar-nominated film. Do it, not in the DC universe. He, because he was it giving ain't Leonardo DiCaprio like level of performance like, <laughs> Leonardo, in <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio Titanic level. He didn't get an Oscar either. So no, no, no. I'm talking like. The Reverend, Revenant? Revenant. Is that the yeah. movie? Yeah. He's giving like that level of intensity of performance for, for Wonder Woman the, the kind of like getting mauled by a bear, killing a bear, and sleeping in a bear kind of thing. Well, like, you know how like he's notorious now for like, if he gets cut on set, like he just keeps going like it's nothing kind of intensity. Yeah. That's the intensity I'm talking about. I'm like, dial it back, man. You are not getting paid enough. To do that you mean like the well. intensity that 
that Leonardo DiCaprio gave when he cut his hand on the bottle in Django Unchained, yes. which was like yes. a not a great movie, totally unnecessary no. for him to be bleeding and needing stitches all over that like set, yeah. but he it's that level he- of intensity that Leo has. <laughs> Thank God that man got an Oscar, otherwise we'd still be still be like dying for him to get one now pedro pascal has to get one because he's acting with all of his might yeah he was he was just way too good for (laughs) the script he was given because i was watching it and i was like dang dude like you were way too good for this part like he was just i'm just trying to compliment the man he did a fantastic job this feels like a backhanded compliment i know it's it's not believe me yeah Never knew I could be attracted to a person who was in full, like a full outfit, like the Mandalorian, yeah. <laughs> just because of your voice. Full armored. <laughs> Ooh. Everything. See, see yeah. I figured that out. And then I started watching Among Us streams with Saikuno and Corpse and realized that I like voices. That's that's just what it is. Yeah. That makes sense. I think this is becoming a therapy session and we need to end this. And on that note, (laughs) that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. (laughs) The show notes for this episode and all of our episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc or Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. If you want to chat with us in real time, you can join our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links are in the show notes. And you can also email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. Take it away, Katie. (laughs) Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and basically every other podcast app available. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts and streamers on the Geek2Geek Media Network by visiting geek2geekmedia.com and that's your line. I'll let you do it. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.